0: What's up, ball Nation? It's Brandon Marcus from the Hoopball Clippers podcast. We're chatting about an exciting time in Clipperland with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George looking to lead the team to an NBA title. Tune in to hear guests ranging from TV voice Brian Seaman and radio voice Noah Eagle to various beat writers and team bloggers. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at Hoopball Clips, and follow me, at BDMarcus. Looking forward to having you tune in. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation.
1: Good morning, Hoop Ballers! Hope everyone's having a fabulous day today. Uh, we're actually recording this on Tuesday night, or Monday night, sorry, my bad. Uh, so that good morning is a little. Uh, different from what i'm doing to what you guys are going to hear tomorrow Uh, but we're i'm here joined with a guy who's pulling a three and four nighter uh steve williams how you doing today steve
0: i'm good man i've been resting up for this i'm ready
1: (laughs) yeah you had your back to back over the weekend and now you're here um starting the week off again strong but we have a a very volatile slate for you guys tomorrow um a crazy tuesday Uh, This is going to be one where you're going to want to hang on to every news aspect that you can find because if someone's not already scratched, they may very well be scratched by game time. It's that kind of night. We only have one line for you guys um, because there's just so many people out. And it's the only game where really no one's out. Only one person is questionable um, in that game, so... We're in for a store, and uh, Steve, I, I have a feeling we're going to go a lot of dumpster diving tonight, so I hope you brought some crappy clothes that you don't mind throwing out.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm ready for it. We've got some <laughs> some people on my list that I think this is the first time they've ever been on my list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those nights, guys. And, again, there
1: is so much news out there and so many people missing and or not missing or questionable, whatever the case may be, uh, that by the time you enter your lineup's Some of this news is going to be irrelevant. Some of these people might not even play. We don't know because there's just so much uncertainty going around here. But we're going to touch on what we do know right now. And uh, we're going to hit this first game. We're going to get right into this craziness. First game is Brooklyn, Orlando. Uh, This game actually means nothing. Brooklyn, surprisingly, sewed up the seven seed. With whatever they threw out here for the roster, they still managed to... Uh, play better than the Magic, and so up the seven seed, and the Magic are locked into that eight seed after losing four straight. Let's touch on the the dumpster diving Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets again, uh, which surprisingly they beat the Bucks when they did this last. But um, on the on the Nets side, this game starts at one. Again, there is no line. There's so many people out. Uh, Jared Allen, Kyrie LeVer, Joe Harris, Garrett Temple, Jamal Crawford, all five of those guys will not play as of right now maybe someone else joins them. But as of right now, let's go to uh, Steve. What do you, how do you feel about the wings of the backcourt? Uh, give us who you like in this game and, and why. And where are you diving in your dumpster? Are you deep diving? Are you semi-deep diving? How far deep are you going into this trash?
0: Well, you know what? I got uh, I have I have one backcourt player that I think I will be playing tomorrow, but it feels a little unfair to me to be mentioning your guy. So I think I'm going <laughs> to let you mention your guy, and then I'll take it after that.
1: Is that uh, Chioza? It Are we is. Gonna, uh, do we have some Chris Chioza love here?
0: I've oh. gotten lots of Chris Chioza love
1: tomorrow. <laughs> Good. I'm I'm glad I'm on with you and not and not Mike because Mike was getting on me about my, my Chioza love. But I'm with you. I'm I'm going to play him. Uh, with nobody there, he has to start at point guard. And last time last game he didn't start at point guard when everybody was out. Uh, but he still played the majority of the minutes there and he still put up a, a pretty solid double double with three boards um i expect similar results even better now that it's against the magic who are also injured and not the bucks Uh, so i'm i'm going back to the well and he's also only 4400 now he's last time he was i believe 54 to 56 Uh, so that's very good value for him so yeah i'm with you on that one
0: yeah i mean Chios is uh when he gets 30 minutes he's giving us close to 30 dk points a night I see no reason to think he doesn't at least have a 25.4 or so. So I, I really like Chioza tomorrow in this matchup. Someone's got to soak up that usage, and I think it's going to be him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm in on him.
0: <laughs> I, I think I've said enough for a few podcasts of why I like this guy when he's playing.
1: So who else you got? Anybody else you got out there?
0: You know, I, I think a lot of people are going to be looking at Tyler Johnson, and I think he's okay at 5,100. Um My issue with Tyler Johnson is that he's going to be very dependent on if he's hitting his shot or not. Um, Last game, he played 30 minutes and got 28 DK points, but that was with hitting five threes. I'm just not banking on Tyler Johnson hitting five threes again tomorrow, so I'm probably going to fade him. That's the only other guy I'd look at in the backcourt.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you there. I'd rather have the 700... cheaper and Chris Gioza, uh, than I would have Tyler Johnson, but I won't fault people for playing him at 5,100. He's going to have very good usage. Um, but that's not too bad. Um, uh, yeah, anybody... the opportunity
0: will be there for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, anybody on the, in the front court or, or forward guys forward slash front court.
0: Yeah. I like a few guys in the front court tomorrow. Um, I Likewise. like corrects if he starts, uh, 4100 he's been playing 30 minutes a game uh even with their other guys so i imagine he gets some usage funneled his way and all he has to do is really put up 24 points which you know he can get some rebounds he can score a little bit it's a good opportunity for him um i also and that now we're now we're digging really (laughs) deep but uh i'm kind of like dante hall tomorrow um he's only 3200 and this guy is a fantastic point per minute producer um, he's efficient. You give him 20 minutes, he should get you 20 points. Um, if Vooch plays, they're going to need some, you know, they're going to need some bigger bodies out there. So I actually kind of like Dante Hall.
1: Yeah. Um, I like both of them too. I think there's another guy I like as well. Um, Moussa for, for minimum price three, three K I like him a little more than, um, Hall and I like him a little more than Kierks. For Keurich's just hasn't played well for me uh, to want to play. I know 4100 is nothing, and he's going to see 30 minutes. Uh, but I, I kind of like Musa saving 1100 and trying to pay enough for some of the bigger guys on this slate because there's not that many that are still playing out there. Um, and one other guy that last time everybody was benched did pretty well. He's he scored over 20 points. Uh, is TLC. Uh, I'm not going to butcher his name, but <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll try it. Um, Lu Luwawu Kabareo, oh, That's
0: pretty good. Pretty good.
1: <laughs> I think I did all right. Yeah. I'm just going to call him TLC. Uh, but at 3,600, last time he put up, uh, I believe it was 26 points. Uh, he fouled out late, late, but he had 26 points, three re- three rebounds. Didn't do much besides score. But uh, if he's going to score 20 again, that that breaks easy three or he can return five six times value for that uh, if you're going dumpster diving again so i like the two guys you called and then i would also look at musa and uh, tlc for other cheap options if you're trying to pay up for some stars out there
0: yeah yep uh, you want to talk about the other side of the ball
1: yeah uh let's go to the orlando magic here uh, there are quite a few people on the Magic again. So this game to me was the dumpster dive game of, if, of the night. There's just a lot of cheap, cheap value um, that you know is going to see some time. Uh, but we have a bunch of people that are questionable and Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, and Michael Carter-Williams. Uh, I'm a, with, with the seating locked up, I'm going to assume that they're closer to out than probable. So we'll go with that. And Terrence Ross left the bubble. So he's de- just definitely not playing. Uh, so those four are, three are questionable, one's out, and there might be more to come after that. But what what we know now is those guys aren't are more than likely not playing. So where are you looking in the front court? Oh, uh, let's start. Yeah, let's start in the front court uh, with a couple front court guys out. Who are you liking in this one?
0: Well, I mean, I, I think Vooch is going to be one of the smash plays of the day. Um, luckily, this is the first game, and we should get the news you know before the slate locks. Um, so we'll find out if he does indeed play or not. I think there's a decent chance that they probably, you know, that they sit him since they're all locked up. Um, but Vooch would have all the usage in the world in a team that struggles against centers when they have their good players playing, um, Mm -hmm. at 8,600, I think he would smash through that if he plays, but I'm just worried that he's going to not play.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think he, this is a prototype smash mouth spot for him. Oh, uh, hey, now you're an all-star, Foose. <laughs> uh, but even if he does play, I don't know if they play him more than 22 minutes. He could easily return value in 22 minutes against Keurigs at center. But I don't know if they're going to really want to play him much. I mean, they're they're already the eighth seed, and this game means nothing. Brooklyn just kind of just throwing out whoever they have on their bench here. Uh, so that, that kind of scares me on Vooch and letting other people want him. Uh, but it could easily backfire because this is that smash-mouth spot for him. Um, for me, if I'm looking in the front court, I'm looking at, uh, I think, I think Bamba is is the same way, only three thousand, but I don't know if they play him either. I think they play a lot of Ken Burch in this one, and, and Gary Clark, and at 33 and 3400, uh, I think this is these are just dumpster diving that I, that I kind of like over here.
0: Yeah, I'll be I'll be watching the news for sure. Gary Clark at 3400 was someone that kind of piqued my interest. Um, he played 26 and 33 minutes in the last couple of games, got 29 DK points, 3,400 with arguably more usage in minutes coming his way. That seems like a, I don't even know if you, is that still called dumpster diving? <laughs> it's called something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> We're going off the backups backup now because he, yes. I mean, if Aaron Gordon doesn't play, that means Isaac and Gordon aren't playing. He's, he's their pretty much their only power forward. And Ken Burke, but he's more of a center. So, yeah, I I guess we won't call it dumpster diving. We'll just call it very good value. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Another guy I'll have a little look at is Ennis. Um, At 4,300, you know, he's been playing a consistent role. He has a safe role. Um, He should be good for somewhere in the low 20 DK points. You know, the minutes will be there. A few extra shots will be there. I wouldn't knock someone for looking at Ennis.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's bad. Uh, but to me, he's more of, he's, he's the elder statesman of the group. So I, I just don't know if they throw him out for too much in, in this game. It's a lot of what ifs and, and coulda, shoulda, wouldas in, in all these scenarios when everybody's just benched and benching their whole teams. It's, it's very hard yeah. to look at, uh, but we got to look somewhere. Who, who do you like on, on the, the guard side and the wing side?
0: Uh, so I, I actually really like faults. Um, I feel like every slate every game we talk about today, <laughs> I have to say, well, if they're playing their minutes, but that's kind of a, exactly the point of the season that we're at. But, um, Fultz has been playing really well lately. Um, and one reason I'm optimistic about his minutes and his role is this is a guy that we all know, you know, has struggled with confidence in his career. Um, he's coming off of a 16.10 assist game against a tough Boston team. So, you know, maybe they want to give him a run and kind of let him go out there and just gain some confidence. At forty-six hundred, he I he should return value easily. Um, he's just coming off of a forty-four DK point uh, game, like I said against Boston. So, I do like Fultz.
1: Yeah, he's the one backcourt guy on this team that I'm I'm looking at if I'm looking at anyone uh, for forty-six hundred. Not a bad price. Coming off a very good game, double double as you mentioned, and. Mm-hmm he could just tear up this team if given the opportunity. Uh, And yes, this whole game is a caveat of given the opportunity. Um, But for 4,600, that's not a lot of money to to say or compared to like a Vucevic, 8,600. If he only plays 27 minutes, that it's not going to crush you because you still have a lot of money to play with in in other spots. So I, I like him as well there. Yeah. Awesome. So let's, let's keep it rolling, man. Let's go right into the next game. Um, I wonder if people are out in this one. But this game <laughs> starts at, at, at 2 o'clock. Uh, there's no line for this one as well. And this is Houston at San Antonio. Uh, on, on the Spurs side, uh, House is questionable with toe injury. Eric Gordon is out with rest. And the big bopper, James Harden, is also out with rest uh we're also westbrook will play this one he'll probably sit uh the next game but um this is how we're looking and who do you like uh on houston because of this we could start right in the backcourt.
0: well i think westbrook is going to be the chalk of the day um at 9300 with no james harden like he will smash that in 26 28 minutes and D'Antoni never plays him 26 or 28 minutes. So <laughs> I expect him to get in the thirties. Um, you know, this guy can just get it done in so many different ways. He should be able to hit value uh, very easily at 9,300. Um, what do you think about Westbrook? Are you scared with his ownership or are you still going to go to him? Uh,
1: the ownership is going to be high, but rightfully so without James Harden, without Eric Gordon, um, uh, House might not even play, even without. Who cares about the last two? Without James Harden at ninety three hundred, he's only ninety three hundred. Uh, that seems like a lock to me. Um, I gotta go to him as well. It, it Seems as though he's going to be just ninety percent owned at 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 the later. Uh, I was gonna say at the lowest, but maybe maybe a little lower. But he's going to be heavily owned. But if you if you don't have shears of him and he goes off, which he's going to just shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. Um, you put yourself in a bind not having them.
0: Yeah, I agree. Kind of got to play them.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're you're put into that spot whether you like you whether you wanted to or not. You have to have some Westbrook love there. Uh, but anybody else in that backcourt that you're looking at or on the wings?
0: Yeah, I'll be so. Uh, ben McLemore has been. He's been pretty highly on the last two nights and rightfully so, you know, he was filling that role while Westbrook was out, but his price just jumped up 900 bucks. And considering he's been <laughs> shooting pretty well from three, I actually think I'll be fading him. I, oh gosh, I'm going to shoot myself for saying this later, but I think I'm going to be looking at Austin rivers okay. um, rivers at 4,100 is coming off of uh, I think it was a career high in scoring He had 41 yep. points. Uh, against sacramento and I, I don't expect him to have 41 real points again but what i do like is that he's playing 33 32 minutes um he gets assists he gets rebounds he's going to score a little bit uh i find it just the way his game is and what his role is going to be i think he's a pretty safe bet at 4100 i'll give you a chance to tell me that i'm wrong about that now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i'm kind of i'm with you there um, ben mcLemore is a, is a he's shot in 24 shots or 24 threes in the last two games uh, he's made 11 of them but at almost 5k uh, it's very hard for him to even if he does get you value which he could easily return value or get you to his value point it's not going to be too much of a value after that uh, because that price jump. but austin river didn't really get a, a price bump there he got a uh, 700 but from 34 to 41 that's still reasonable and you as you mentioned he's coming off a sh- career shattering 41 points uh six boards four assists that was without westbrook uh, but now they're going to be out without harden so it's it's similar uh big usage bopper out there and uh, I could play him if I'm going to play someone I'd rather have the 700 or 600 cheaper uh, Austin Rivers than a Macklemore because he has a better chance to return value for me unless if I had them head-to-head and I have like say 4,700 left then I would rather go Macklemore just because he is shooting hot but uh, I think Rivers is the better safer option or better play for the cheaper money
0: yeah yeah I agree Um, I like that Anyone? How about in the front court? Oh, no. I actually don't have anyone in the front court. Um, I think Robert Covington is an okay value at 67. That's kind of, we're getting close to the price where I don't like to play him, although he's certainly capable of, you know, having a multiple steals, multiple blocks game and shattering that. Um, I think he's an okay play, but I think there's going to be value elsewhere, so I won't be looking at Covington. Um, Mm-hmm. Outside of that, no, I don't really like anyone else in the Rockets front court. And um,
1: so so far so good, we're we're on the same page here. So I like Covington a little as well at 67, but again, um, I'm I'm mostly going to be dumpster diving for all this value and and paying up in in other spots like for a Westbrook for some other people that we'll get to. So I don't really like the 6700 price tag for Cove but he is like you said, he's right at where he could be, and he could return value there. I just think there's so much pe- so many people out on this slate that there's so much value cheaper that you can pay up instead of um, going like a mid-salary cov guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. We'll talk about a couple of them when we talk about the Spurs.
1: Yeah, a couple of them, and let's jump right into it. Uh, you mentioned it, the Spurs, and the Spurs are uh, one of the <laughs> healthier teams right now in the league. Um, they're without they're without Brent Forbes. Uh, he's prob. I, I think he's out again, um, or they just didn't update it yet, and he's questionable. Uh, and Derek White is questionable with a knee contusion. That's a big. That's big for me. Uh, the Derek White news, but the Bryn Forbes he's been out pretty much the entire bubble. So, uh, who do you like on the Spurs? And we'll start in the in the backcourt this time. Start in the backcourt and and small forward
0: type guys. Uh. Well, I was looking at uh, Gisante Murray. Murray. Um, I think he's going to pull a difficult defensive matchup. He'll probably be guarding Westbrook. Uh, If Derek White's not playing, And Murray is a smash play at 6,200. This is a guy that doesn't even need to score to hit 30 DK points. You know, he gets steals, he gets rebounds, he gets assists. He's, you know, kind of a unique player. Um, If Derek White does play at 61, I love him. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see the news with that one. If White plays, I'll probably be a little bit less optimistic about uh, about Murray. Uh, what do you think of those guys?
1: Yeah, I li- if any of them miss a game, I like the other guy a lot more than I do when they're both playing. Uh, so if White doesn't play, Murray is in a very good spot at 62. Um, but if he does play, I don't know if I want to attack Murray. He's still going to be in a good spot. But him and White, to me, get canceled out. Um, I probably, if I had to pick between the two, I'd go white, but I don't know if I, in a full lineup, I, I'm, I might stick a little away from both of them, uh, just to see what other values out there.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you, you know, you said it before there is so much value out here. <laughs> There's no reason to be flocking towards people that you're lukewarm on, on a yeah. slate like this. Um, uh, I mean, I feel like we have to mention him, but, uh, DeRozan, He's been playing pretty well since he's been in the bubble. Um, I just, I don't really like him at 8000 bucks. It's kind of been falling around like just 5Xing uh, when he's 8000 or above 8000 And seeing this, that he'll be playing against Covington tomorrow, who's just, you know, he's a nasty defender. Mm-hmm. Um, I just am not putting a lot of faith in DeRozan giving us those 48 to 50 DK points that we want for 8000
1: Yeah, I really like him. Uh, I wish he was still playing like the three or the two right now, uh, but for 8K in this, what should be a up and down matchup, I think he has the one defender that you don't want to go against on on the Rockets. So for 8K, he's he hasn't like you said he hasn't really brought too much value back. He's just either hitting it or just falling short uh, for that 5K return at least. So I'm I'm gonna have to let him go as well. Uh, there are a couple people. In the, in the dumpster dive pool that I, I kind of like uh, for this matchup. But let, let's hit on you first. Is there anybody else on the wings or or in the front court that you like?
0: You know, what? no. I think I, I kind of like Poto in this matchup, but uh, at 5,500, it's just a little too rich for my blood. Um, that's a, no, I don't really, I haven't really given too much consideration to anyone else. Um, Hugh banks has been all right. He's worth mentioning. Is that someone you were thinking about?
1: Yeah, I th- that's one guy I was thinking about. I think this matchup suits him better than and Pirtle, uh, because I know it's a small ball and Pirtle can get a bunch of rebounds and protect the rim in this, uh, but the way I think that they're going to play is just running up and down the court, uh, and Pirtle can't do that. I think Eubanks fits this style a lot better, and at 3,800, I don't mind taking that, that, uh, that dive right there. He has been playing pretty well. He saw 24 minutes in the last game in a – Similar style of a game against the Pelicans, uh, and he brought back nearly 34 DK points. So I kind of like him better in this matchup, and that's 3800 is such a cheap price. On uh, then and the guy right above him, Keldon Johnson, I think he fits well in this matchup as well. And at 3900, um, I'll be fine with paying that if I if if I'm what I think I'm going to be doing and and spending up here, uh, I'm perfectly fine with doing that. He's been playing 22 to 26 minutes all all bubble. And I expect that to continue, and and maybe more so. Maybe he hits the 30 mark like he did against uh, the Kings in the opener.
0: Yeah, he might be a guy that gets a little bump if White misses uh, the game as well. Yeah, and uh, another
1: bump would go to uh, probably Lonnie Walker if White does miss it, and this is a good matchup for him. Uh, He he could score in bunches. Uh, I just don't know if this is his time yet to start doing that.
0: See, I I get Walker all wrong. uh, (laughs) yeah he has a good game i look at him and then he you know drops a dud and then he has a good game i look at him he drops a dud
1: yeah it seems to be the case with him (laughs) unfortunately all right man uh we're we're trying to heavy hit this because there's so much uncertainty going on so we're trying to go quick for you guys uh let's get right into the third game uh this game starts at 4 30 it's phoenix who the hot, hot Phoenix. The hot team from Arizona is playing out of their minds right now. Uh, they have yet to lose a game in the bubble, just so everybody knows. Wait, did they, they lose today? They did not. They don't lose. they, oh, just they won don't. today. I yeah,
0: they they were down big early. I must have missed that. And then they dominated. Uh, they're just
1: not losing. And they're playing against uh, the Sixers, who are beat up, and they're playing without most of their starting lineup. So I think this is a good, another smash ball for the, um, the suns to maybe go seven and zero to start the bubble. Wow. Um, wow, who would have guessed that, <laughs> right? We went from, uh, the Suns shouldn't even be here to Oh, the suns are here. Okay. They're only a, a half game behind the, the blazers for the nine seed and a game behind the grizzlies, uh, for that eighth seed. All they need to do is get one and then get in that play and play in tournament type thing. Um, but uh, let's start with the the. Oof, I almost said Sixers. Let's start with the Suns. So the big news in the Suns are pretty much everything we already knew. Kelly Oubre is probably out, but I'll, I'm going to list him, Aaron Baines, and Eli Yakobo as questionable right now. Um, I don't know if they're going to with the way they're playing. They don't need to bring Oubre back, or and um, mess up their their flow. But he can. He's he's a great player. So either
0: way. Yeah, um, I, I kind of wonder what they're going to do with him when he comes back because Cam Johnson seems to fit really well with this starting lineup.
1: Yeah, and so does michael Bridges, and and they're both playing really good right now in, in their roles. So we'll see what happens. But speaking of the the Suns and roles, who who do you like on this team? Let's just
0: throw it out there. Every
1: position, any backcourt, frontcourt, wing, whatever you want to do. Who do you like on the on the on the Suns right here?
0: So I've got four guys I'm looking at on the Suns. Um, I like them because as you said, they have a lot to play for. They're undefeated. Um, they're one of the few teams that you can definitively say tomorrow that they will be playing their starters until they don't need to anymore. (laughs) Um, so we got to go with Devin Booker. I know he's priced up to 8,800, but, um, this guy has just been playing awesome. Uh, there's also so many cheap guys uh, on this slate in general that I don't think that 8,800 is necessarily going to hurt us as much as it would on a normal day. Um, so I just I like him in this matchup. It's a pretty depleted Philly team. Uh, I think he should have a good game. Um, and I also, assuming that he can remember to take his uh, COVID test, I like Aiton tomorrow. <laughs> um, we've got no Bede, We have Horford questionable. If those guys are out, I mean, this guy is just athletic, and he can get it done. Um, I like Aiton especially if Horford's out. Uh, I'll be looking at a little bit of Cam Johnson. He's been doing really well for me this whole bubble. Uh, Still 5,200. He's just been so consistent, although there are a lot of other cheap options. So we'll have to see how it works out when I'm doing my builds. then the last guy in the Suns I like is uh, Cameron Payne, at four thousand he just keeps getting that value. Um, it's hard for me to steer clear of him. I've had him on my in my player pool I think the last three times the son of Suns have played and he's been doing me pretty well.
1: Yeah, I like all those guys too. Um, starting with Booker, I want him on my my lineups or I want him in my lineups. Um, I've been mentioning there's so much dumpster diving and so much value out there. Uh, you, you have the we have the opportunity to get a few of these big guns uh, paired up with each other, and not really having empty spots out there because of all this value in the cheap cheap guys. So Booker is one of the few that I, I want there. I just really the way he's playing right now, um, and Josh Richardson is not playing, Ben Simmons is not playing. Um, he's gonna be in another good spot, and he, this guy's playing out us with his mind to try and get the first taste of the NBA playoffs that I. Uh, ever for him in his fifth year and he's only 22. So I really like him. I like Aiton. Aiton to me is just, I don't know. This guy is just so inconsistent. Uh, he has so much talent, but he just doesn't want to put it all together at, when he can. So to me, that scares me a little bit, but without Embiid, he again, he should easily break this value uh, for 7,900. But it's a matter of effort to me, and I don't know if he always has that effort. That's the only thing that scares me a little off. I'd rather just have Booker and then see what else I can get. But if I have the money and at 7,900, I can't see. It's very hard for anybody else to not beat this value again without an Embiid or with an Embiid-less um, Sixer team and a Horford-less Sixer team. But if someone's not going to do it, it would be eight to me. Uh, and then you mentioned Cam Johnson. Yeah, he's playing great right now. And at 5,200, if he can easily bring you back 30 points again, uh, and, and give you give you value there. And campaign, I know we mentioned him last time we were on here at 3,800. It was the first game that he didn't bring back value. Uh, he just missed it. But um, yeah, he's he's pretty much been scoring uh, 20 plus points on average, about 23 fantasy uh, DK points every game. So he's. For 4K, you know you're getting a good guy. If you don't want to uh, do the dumpster diving and the the um, spin the wheel with some of these other guys who are just getting value for one game, you know Cameron Payne's been playing great, uh, and he's getting the minutes and seeing this role.
0: Yeah, Phoenix is the one team that I think uh, you should kind of... We kind of know what they're going to be throwing out tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's just no... Injuries or extenuating circumstances that you really move the needle too much outside of maybe Oubre playing last minute
1: Yeah, I would say them and Memphis And shocker, it's the two teams that are fighting for their lives in the bubble So that's why we know so much about them Um, But yeah, I I like everything you said there. I'll back that up Um, But let's flip it on over to the Sixers and we mentioned a few people who are already out Uh, Josh Richardson's out for rest Tobias Harris, questionable with an ankle injury. Uh, Horford, questionable with a knee injury. Probably won't play. Uh, Embiid, out with an ankle injury. Simmons, out with a knee injury. But Glenn Robinson returned last game, so there's that. (laughs) So what do you you like on the Sixer team? Uh, Again, another team just ravaged by injury or rest, whatever they want to call it. Ah, uh, let's start in um, let's start in the front court here because the Embiid and Horford list probably, and Ben Simmons list, and Tobias Harris list, um, just, <laughs> geez, this, this this front court is a mess.
0: Yeah, so I I guess we should start by saying if Tobias Harris or Horford does play, I would be looking at them pretty, I would be considering them pretty strongly. But uh, I agree with you that they probably won't be playing. So. This now we're really getting into the dumpster diving. Um, <laughs> I'd be looking at Kyle O'Quinn. Um, <laughs> it's funny, me
1: and me and Mike mentioned him the other day. We were just laughing the the random O'Quinn games. And the next na- so two random. days later, <laughs> the random O'Quinn game might happen again.
0: The random O'Quinn game is like <laughs> like this guy will sometimes just come in and give us like two or four DK points and just completely ruin a lineup. Well, or he'll give us 30 at like minimum salary and he'll make our lineup Exactly. But, like, you know, oh,
1: Kylo Quinn starting, uh, six fouls in 10 minutes, zero, one rebound, zero points, or Kylo Quinn starting six blocks, five, five steals out of nowhere. It's like, oh, which, which Kylo Quinn you getting today?
0: I've got to make it very clear to the listeners. I'm not stating my reputation on Kylo Quinn tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm merely telling you that he will have the opportunity to do big things. <laughs> Um, outside of O'Quinn, I'll be looking at Korkmaz. Corkmas has had a few games this year where he just goes nuts, so he'll have the opportunity tomorrow. Um, it's another guy at minimum salary with a big opportunity, so if you're really swinging for the fences, you could take a look at those guys. Yeah. Um, I, it's very hard for me to swing
1: the fence on O'Quinn just because we mentioned there's a lot of value out there that you won't get that donut, but O'Quinn could either be a line-up swing or a, in either direction, and it's too hard for me to trust that. Um, I'd rather have – I wish he didn't – I wish he was out as well because I'd rather play Nor Norval Pol, or Pell um, at 3K. I think his shot-blocking ability and his ability to stay on the court a little bit longer is better. Um, but I'm going to have to – I would fade both of them. But, I mean, if, again, if you're dumpster diving, it uh, can't hurt to go – I mean, it could, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it could hurt really badly, but if your dumps are diving in and you have faith in the, o- the O Quinn game, the random O'Quinn game, uh, good luck, go for it. Um, yeah, if, if everybody is out, I would say shake Milton's got to get a ton of usage. Um, so I, I would possibly look his way at 5,100. He's been oh, playing yeah. very, very bad lately, but he should be looking at a lot of shots. Uh, so I would think about him. Um, Alec Burks has been hot lately, and at 4,300, if everybody plays, he's going to get a lot of usage too. He has 29 shots the last two games. He's been shooting yeah. over 500 both games, uh, so maybe look at him. Um, and then one of my favorite guys in the league, Matisse Thybul, at 3,200. This is more so on a FanDuel. Um, I haven't looked at the FanDuel pricing yet. We kind of stick to DraftKings mainly because of everybody else that listens to uh, – <clears throat> outside the U.S. and where Fanduel does not let you play. Um, but f- when you get three points for blocks and steals, and this guy should be looking at 35 to f- maybe 40 minutes, he could play that. Uh, this is where I want to target him more because you get that extra point for a steal and a block, his two specialties.
0: Yeah, he is an incredible defender. You watch this kid. It, it's just amazing that a rookie is this good. Um, yeah. you know, He should have been they... on the... um, Rising stars team. I don't. I don't know why he wasn't. Yeah, he really should have because he's kind of got an established role already, um, which is impressive. Uh, But you know, I could if you want to game script this, they could throw him out there and try to make things really tough for Booker. Um, I don't mind that call.
1: We'll see what happens. Uh, But those two, a lot of these are just cheap options. And you mentioned Fork Moz at three K, another cheap guy. That uh, this is assuming that. All these guys don't play. If they do play, like you said, I'll go after a Horford. I'll go after a Harris. Uh, they're going to get their shots at, at, at 63 and 85, uh, respectively. That's not a bad price to pay for a definite alpha dog. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Awesome. So before we move on, I got to talk about a couple things um, that I like. And if you haven't done this by now, I don't know what you your guys are missing out on, but uh, go check out my bookie. MyBookie is the place to be for everything, all sports betting, um, whether it's the MLB, the NHL, the NBA bubble, and the playoffs coming up soon, soon to be the NFL preseason and NFL regular season, uh, whether it's golf, anything out there, MyBookie is the place to be. And when you get there, type in the promo code hoopball, um, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and you get a a very good discount and they will they will match whatever your de- first deposit is 100%. Yes, you heard that right. 100% match of your first deposit. Um, so just get out there and and check out my bookie. And after that, go check out one of my other favorite things that I got. I actually got it in the mail a couple weeks ago and it's one of my favorite products hands down. Um the lawn mower 3.0, it's it's fantastic and this is from uh, Manscaped and if you get to manscaped.com Put in the ho- promo code hoopball20. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L two zero, and you get twenty percent off everything um, and and free shipping. So give those two things a try, and I guarantee you will not be disappointed out there. <clears throat> um, but yeah, let's let's move on to these last couple games. We got a, a few more to go here. Um, the next game is Boston at Memphis, and this starts at five o'clock. Uh, Boston doesn't really have any injury news except for Daniel Tice is, um, I believe, probable. Uh, yes, probable with a foot injury. And um, Memphis has nothing, just Jaron Jackson's out. Uh, so let's start with Boston. Who do you like on the on the Celtics side? And we'll put the caveat in. This game doesn't mean anything for them. They may uh, have some light scratches.
0: Yeah, they're coming off of that overtime game against the Magic. So this is... Um... This is a game that I might look to stack a little bit, just so if it is indeed competitive, you know, I get maximum value from it. And if it's not, I can just wash that lineup away and move on to one of my other ones. Um, but uh, I, assuming assuming they're playing, uh, I think Jason Tatum is an awesome matchup at uh, 7,800. He put up 45 DK points in 26 minutes the last time they played. Um, Jalen Brown wasn't there, but just seems to me like they don't even have a body that they can really put on Tatum. I think he, he should go off against this team. What do yeah. you think about him?
1: Um, if I if they're playing and I'm playing them, and I think that they're going to play their game, uh, I'll wait till I hear the news late and try and get as much information as possible to see are the Celtics are going to try in this game or what. Um, but if they do, it's those three guys: Tatum, Brown, or Hayward, uh, in that order. And those are the only guys I'm looking at. I think Tatum's Tatum's a fantastic play anytime he's on the court. Uh, but now he's back under 8K, which I love that price tag.
0: Yeah, I like Tatum a lot. I think Brown is an all right play too at 7100. He's got a nice cash floor. Um, he's been balling, but yeah. just you know a little worried about this roll tomorrow.
1: And it's, he has he saw his price bump up a little, couple hundred to get over 7K, um, which I don't like, but if if I'm in that range at the end of the night, uh, instead of, and I don't want, or, and I want to keep that 700 somewhere else, I don't mind going to Brown uh, or Hayward. But I think it goes Tatum for me with a little, with a bit, a solid uh, room in between, then Brown, uh, a little more solid room as well, and then Hayward. But I don't really want to look anywhere else on this team. I don't know
0: about you. Nope, wasn't really looking anywhere else. <laughs> uh, not unless you find out that people are going to sit and you want to go yeah. look at Brad Wanamaker. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that
1: could be a possibility. If people are just sitting out of nowhere, then um, then you're going to want to change everything we said there. Yeah. Um, awesome. Let's jump on over to Memphis. Uh, like we said, the only Triple J is out. Um, but what do you like in Memphis
0: and uh, what don't you like? Let's start in the backcourt so i I mean, I think Morant's just a little too expensive at eighty three um they, I mean, this is a tough matchup. Everyone always talks about you know Marcus smart defense, but what about when Marcus Smart's sitting and Jalen Brown's guarding you? you know it doesn't doesn't get much better. <laughs> um I just think eighty three is a little too expensive for Moran what I expect in his matchup tomorrow. Um, I'm with I think you Dylan on that. yeah. Uh, I think Dylan Brooks is an okay value at 5400 His usage has been through the roof. This guy's been shooting a ton, but it's just another tough matchup, and if we have a healthy Boston team, uh, I think they're going to make things really difficult for him.
1: Yeah, um, I'm with you on, on the jaw. 83 is just too pricey for me. I don't like him at that price. I'd rather try and pay up for a booker, uh, only 500 more, or I'd rather if I know Tatum's playing, I'd rather just save the 500 and take Tatum at 78. Uh, there's a lot of better options to me in that price range. Um, and you mentioned Dylan Brooks. He's a guy that I actually like, and uh, I wish Mike was on here so I could l- talk, talk crap about him. Hmm. I mentioned that someone's got to take the scoring, the secondary scoring role, uh, when triple J left and he was taking what 15, he's averaging 18 shots the first couple games. Um, uh, his usage just skyrocketed since that, and he actually been leading the, league, leading the team in scoring since, um, I believe, every game um, except the, yeah, um, pretty much. So I, I like that at 50, 5, That's not a bad price for a guy who's taking 18 to 20 shots a game now. Um, and he's been scoring over 20 points every time. Depending on who the Celtics want to throw out there only helps his upside out there, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. Uh, uh, what about in the front court?
1: In the front court.
0: oof. Um,
1: I mean the center spot in the in Celtics is always a good spot. I like to target. Uh, so I could look at e- both Clark and Joe Val, um, Joe Val 72. I don't know if I want to pay that for him. I know he could easily bring back value on that, but, um, there are some people like, like as I mentioned, I, I like a little bit more money, and I'm trying to trying to spend up there. So I might, depending, I'll, I'll probably get some exposure in some lineups, but he won't be a mainstay in my lineup. Um, Brandon Clark, on the other hand, at <clears throat> at a more affordable 5K, and he finally had his uh, his good game, and he got 26 minutes uh, without Triple J. I like him a little bit more, but I don't know. Uh, I want to see exactly who's playing on the Celtics because if Tatum and everybody's playing and, and Tatum's starting at the four, I don't know if they'll throw out Brandon Clark for 30 minutes there.
0: Yeah, I kind of like Clark too, but again, we, we kind of have to see how these, you know, bo- how Boston's lineup shakes out. And frankly, I I like him at 5K, but I just feel like there might be better value elsewhere, mm-hmm. um, you know, with all these scratches and impending late scratches tomorrow. Um, yeah. I do like Joe Val tomorrow, though. 7,200 against his Celtics team. That's not great against centers, especially if Tice. Uh, I, oh, you said he's probable, so he'll probably be playing. But um, So I, I made a Joe Val call uh, last time, and he came back to burn me. So I checked out a little bit of the game. <laughs> and the Raptors were doubling him every single time he touched the ball. I have a feeling that it was his old team, and they knew exactly how to play him. So I'm looking for Joe Val to bounce back tomorrow. If you look at the three games previous to the Raptors game, he's been doing 40 DK points. So at 7,200, I think that's a good value.
1: Now his one game against Boston this year, he played 26 minutes, put up 16 points, 13 boards, uh, two blocks, and two steals. So he returned uh, 44, just just under 44 DK points. So he does have that that 45 point um, return value, and he he will he could easily bring back value. So that's a that's not a bad call. Are is he going to be more of a mainstay or uh, in a few lineups for you?
0: Uh, probably just in a few lineups. Um, I uh, yeah, probably just in a few lineups. I can't call him a mainstay right now. It's just, yeah. There's just going to be so much value tomorrow. We know that it's going to be kind of a last-minute scrambling to some degree. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. I I like him, but I couldn't.
1: I can only play him a, a few just because uh, there are some guys that are priced up
0: that I like. I'll tell you what, though, I could could pl- I'd i rather him at 72 than Aiton at 79.
1: Yep, good call. Uh, I feel a lot, like I said, I like lay Le- in spot. It's a smash spot, but I feel a lot more safer with Joe Val than I do with uh, whatever Aiden wants to bring to the table that day just because he sometimes just doesn't want to try.
0: Yeah. But I, li- I like that
1: one. Yeah, yeah you're I've tooting your own list. horn out there. I hear it. <laughs> yeah. Trying man, so. I like it. Uh, so let's get back to the fifth game of the night. We got seven tonight. We got three left. Uh, this is this is an exciting one here. This is probably the exciting game of the night. Um, Portland at Dallas, or I keep saying at as as if they're not in all in Orlando still. Yeah, it's uh, versus. You know, <laughs> get used to versus. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just so accustomed. But Portland mm-hmm. versus Dallas, uh, and Portland. There is news that is not there. No, white side is probable with a, with this hip injury and, uh, Steph Curry returned last game. That's pretty much all the news we have except Dallas rested Luca Porzingis, Finney Smith. Um, I expect them all to play. Uh, I don't know about you. I, I fully expect them to play. They rested on the first night of the back to back. If they don't, this will hold f- fully change, but I couldn't imagine that they're going to rest in both games. Uh, let's start with Portland who doesn't have any news besides Whiteside in his five minutes coming back. Who do you like in that? We'll go with the whole team because uh, there's not much on the bench. So who do you like when, on Portland?
0: Uh, so Portland, I'm mainly looking at, uh, you know, they two backcourt guys. Um, it's just, I they're a little you know uh, up and down but Lillard and CJ are just getting 40 minutes a game Um, they're perfectly capable of putting up massive nights Uh, I tend to game script with them a little bit more so I might pair them with someone like Luca or Chris Stapps but uh, I will certainly be playing a little bit of Lillard and CJ Uh, I do like CJ at 7600 he tends to be a guy that's tough to get right but Maybe it's his turn. Lillard has a few 50 point games this last week. (laughs) Yeah, I love Lillard
1: in this one. Um, Stott said he wanted to play. He didn't care how many minutes he had to play him. We'll play him 40 every game. He's not joking. He, man, was was telling the truth there. And he's been playing. He missed 40 points or 40 minutes by one game, Uh, by one minute in one game, this this bubble. So uh, this guy, you know, you're getting the minutes. There's no if, what. But um, he's getting that time, and he's been balling out. They're only a half-game lead on the Suns right now and a half-game lead on the Spurs uh, and a half-game behind the Grizzlies. So they're playing for their bubble lives right now. And I love Lillard at 98. Nurkic at 9K. Ugh, come on, man. He's, he started in a, in a very good value price at 59 that first game. I uh, Jumped up to 77, which was still good. And even 85 was there, but 9K... I just can't in this matchup. I hope a lot of people do, and I, I like Nurkic, but nine K, it's it's very hard for him
0: to bring back value. Um, yeah, I agree. Just because his his ceiling since coming back is fifty four DK points, so that's like what I think I want from someone that I'm paying nine K for. So I don't yeah. like to pay for their you know complete ceiling. Um, exactly, so I'm with you on that one. And um, I don't mind McCollum
1: uh, at seventy six. Though I would probably rather just pay up a little bit more and get a Tatum if he's playing. Uh, But there is someone that I didn't think I'd ever mention here. Uh, And that's Carmelo Anthony at 56. Melo has been playing great lately. Dropped 20 points the last two games. I think he could bring, he brought 32 DK points and 35. Uh, I don't mind him, and this is a good matchup for him. So 56, if I'm in that range. I I would maybe I would probably go Brooks more for 200 cheaper, but if I'm in the 5K range for a couple people, and or just small forward eligibility, um, I I don't mind Mellow here, and I never really say that, but I, I kind of like him here.
0: Yeah, you know what? I didn't even have him noted, but I think you're right, um, skinny Mellow. I'm on it. <laughs> He's been balling. All right, man. Um, anyone else on the on the Blazers? no i mean I've, we've been talking about trent all week and zach collins but i just think there's better values in those price ranges than those guys um yeah me
1: too especially tonight with or with everybody being out uh there's going to be a lot more value there um okay let's flip it on over to the dallas side uh yeah i think their big guys are going to be playing so let's throw it over throw it over right to you who do you like on the dallas side
0: uh luca i mean he he just might end up being my favorite player of the day um i do expect him to play it just doesn't seem like carlisle style to just sit him for multiple games for no reason um i can you can you tell me who's gonna guard him <laughs> uh, i'm <laughs> no, guessing no one they'll should. put trent on him but trent has you know he doesn't even always start um i have no idea who's gonna guard him at 10 eight I, I feel like he's gonna smash that uh, I, I would love to see a like Lillard Luca game tomorrow that's what I'm yeah. gonna be hoping for and I'll probably be game scripting that in some of my lineups yeah
1: I love Luca here and at 10 eight and that's why I've been saying um, I like this cheap cheap value out that we have out here because there are the guys at the top of the at the board um, one of the few times or one of the few times I really want a lot of these big guys uh, and they're all playing in, in games that they're going to be trying. And so that's, that's another thing you're getting these big guys and they're, and they're the few people that are in games that, that matter to them. Um, uh, it doesn't really matter to the Mavs, but, uh, this is just a young core that wants to play basketball and Luca at 10, eight. That's a extremely, uh, he, he was over 11 K last, last, uh, game, I believe. Um, but 10, eight, I like that price tag as well. And Porzingis at eight, eight, two, he dropped, he was, he was getting in the nine K range. Um, a two is not a bad price for him as well.
0: Oh yeah, I like Chris Stapps. Um, have yeah, one more guy on that team I'll be looking at is uh, Seth Curry, uh, playing against his for, uh, his former team, forty two hundred. Um, you know he's cheap, but this guy has a really high ceiling. He just goes off once in a while. Um, I look for him to be aggressive tomorrow against his old team and forty two hundred. I think I can. I, I, I think I have. He has some nice upside.
1: Yeah, I circled uh, I circled him as well at forty two hundred. I, I did the against the old team too, and he, he returned last game. Um, not a bad player. I I like him there, but I think there's so much value that I I might go with a safer guy. Uh, we'll we'll see. But Portland gives up a lot of threes. Dallas takes a lot of threes. He's going to be in a pretty good spot if if that's where you want to go against the green on on some of the other like kind of chalkier guys. I should, I guess I guess they're chalkier. Um, and I would also look at Tim Hardaway Jr. if everybody sits again, because he just funnels usage when that happens.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. If, if Luca does end up sitting again, I'd definitely be looking at him. He did pretty well today. I don't think they will, but you never know. <laughs> you never know in this bubble right now.
1: Yeah. All right. All right, man. Let's get to the uh, the next game. There's the last two games. Both start at nine o'clock. We're gonna start with the first one. That's the Pelicans against the Kings. Uh, I wonder if there's any people sitting in this game <laughs> no, just, just kidding uh yes there's people sitting in pretty much every game um let's jump it over to the pelican side so as of now i think this is one of the another game that i think people are people might be more people might be sitting by the time we get closer to 9 9 p.m uh, but we have drew holiday out with a quote-unquote elbow injury burning ingram out with a quote-unquote knee injury and zion williamson Uh, quote-unquote out with a knee injury Uh, on Sacramento we have Fox out with a shoulder injury Holmes out with a hip injury and Bayes more questionable with a calf injury Uh, so man we'll start with the
0: Pelicans but who
1: do you like and I hope these guys are all okay
0: with these injuries (laughs) that just came up
1: (laughs) yeah man wish them well I I hope everybody with with their quote unquote injuries is is doing good out there just like you said (laughs) Uh, you were
0: asking about the Pelicans. You want to start with them? Yeah, let's
1: start with the, the Pelicans and, and so, with everybody
0: out. So, I mean, you, I think you have to play Lonzo Ball at 6,400. Um, if this guy is your primary facilitator, um, you know, he gets assists, he gets rebounds, he gets steals. Um, he's easily capable of putting up 40 DK points. Uh, I will have a ton of Lonzo if he does indeed play tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. Outside of Lonzo, uh, Redick is someone I'll look at at 4,300. I do think that his minutes his minutes are questionable. You know, he's a little bit older. We'll see, uh, see if they really push him. But if you do find out one or both of those guys are sitting, I'll have a little bit of a look at Josh Hart at uh, 4,100. Um, you know, he's just an awesome rebounding guard. Um, he's... If he has the opportunity and the role, he should be able to smash forty-one hundred.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think Lonzo's got to be the number one guy here. Um, but again, I do they play him thirty minutes they, with with not with resting Drew uh, Ingram and Zion, knowing Zion or Lonzo had some injury history the last couple of years and even this year. Uh, do they play him en- enough? That's one thing that I'll be I'll be nervous about.
0: This might be a game that I'll uh, I'll kind of you know stack like take three or four players from this game and put them together just in case something like that does happen. You know, mm-hmm. you, you swing for the fences with these things when you're playing a lot of lineups and doing GPPs. So I'll yeah. put them together just to make sure we get a real game out of it. And if we don't, then I just you know I forfeit those lineups.
1: I like that. And Reddick's the same way with me as the elder statesman in this this, this team. I really like him at that price, uh, but I don't know if they're going to give him all the run that he's been. He's played over thirty minutes in the last two games. I don't know if he's going to do that again, but if he did, if he does, I really like him in this in this matchup. Uh, you mentioned another guy, Josh Hart at forty-one. I do think he's going to get a lot of minutes, and I do think he can easily beat that forty-one um, price tag. Two other guys that I, in my head, I, I think they're just going to go youth. So there's two other guys that I like in this matchup. Um, and one is Jackson Hayes. I think it's going to be a here. It, it would probably be a got. guy. Oh, actually, I don't know, because Luke Walton is that is the coach that just doesn't know what he's doing. So I'll say a Jackson Hayes versus whoever Luke Walton wants to play. I think he'll play a fairly sizable amount of minutes at 3,400. I don't mind him. Um, and then one guy that I really like, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker at 3200 he's the guy that I think is. I I say this a lot every time everybody's missing but I think that uh, he's going to play about 25 30 minutes and this guy's never shy about shooting he's I, I if he plays 25 minutes he might take 25 shots and I love that
0: yeah good call if we do find out some of these guys are sitting or you know get the inkling that their minutes will be limited those are two great guys to look at
1: yeah and it, unfortunately, it's at nine, so we might not know that till later. Oh yeah, good call. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's jump to the Sacramento side. We said Fox on uh, Holmes are out, and Bazemore is questionable. Who do you like over here?
0: So I like my I like my guy. <laughs> I've been talking about him all this week. The real B Bogdanovich. Um, I, I love I love Bogdanovich in this matchup. Uh, He's just been smashing the last three games, 34 fantasy points, 38 DK points, 49 DK points. Um He's going to be handling the ball. He doesn't even need to be hitting shots, and he should hit that value easily. Um, yeah. I like sorry, him in go
1: this. Ahead. Oh, no, yeah, he, he's my—on Sacramento, he's my number one guy. I like him on this uh, for all the reasons you mentioned. Every time Fox is out, he— he gets more usage he runs the offense he initiates the offense uh like you said even if he's not hitting his shots or taking a bunch of shots he's going to have the rock in his hands uh, and and for 5500 i love people who i know are going to get big big time usage
0: yeah uh outside of that i've got a few a little bit more risky guys um i just have it in my mind that he buddy he has <laughs> to have a good game uh at some point uh, during the bubble you said a- I was hoping you said him. You know what? I, I have to. At 48, it's, you know, his price is low. The opportunity's gonna be there. Um, I just I've got faith in Buddy. I think he can do it in one game. I think this might be the game for him.
1: Yeah. Um, same way here. I've faith in him at this price tag a lot. It just happens that Luke Walton does not have the same faith that any everybody else has about Buddy Healed. Um, again, I'm I'm going to be playing him in places at for forty at forty five. That's a very good price, uh, or forty eight. My bad, uh, that's a very good price for a guy who can get hot, even with a healthy New Orleans team, uh, and with the backups playing. There's no one that should be should be able to guard him. With that said, for some reason Luke Walton doesn't like to play him. And um, I'll throw in right before you go. I, I also like Harry Giles at thirty two hundred. He should start and he should get significant run. Um, and this is all the, I'm saying should, because the caveat of Luke Walton. I, I have a feeling that tomorrow when the lineups come out, Corey Joseph's going to be starting, and Alex Len's going to be starting with Bogdanovich, Bejalika, and um, Harrison Barnes, instead of a Buddy Heald and instead of a Harry Giles. And it's just going to really annoy me because they're playing for nothing, and there's he's still going to throw in, I know he's going to throw in Corey Joseph in the starting lineup. I just know it.
0: Yep, and at 3,700, he's someone that I'll have a little bit of interest in if he's starting.
1: <laughs> I, I, if he does it, I'm I'm done. I'm done with Luke Wallen.
0: Yeah, in a in a perfect world, Giles should be playing tomorrow and getting minutes. And I'd like to see it as a fan. I want to see this guy play. Yeah,
1: and then we're probably going to see Dequan Jeffries, who's played uh, I believe 25 and 30 minutes the last two games. Um, he's probably going to play more than Buddy Hill, too,
0: which is just Come on, man! What are you doing here? It looks like he has played more than him the last few games. That says a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's this is why. Like I really like Buddy Hield in this matchup again. I just don't know. The, Luke Walton doesn't know what he's doing. It's it's that simple. I think. Um, but I'm still going to have some Buddy Hield in my lineup just because I this matchup is great for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't really have too much outside of that. Um, I, I will actually, uh, Apatria called me the Barnes whisperer the other day, <laughs> uh, which I usually don't play Barnes, but he should see a usage bump without Fox. Um, he's been featured a little bit more. I do like him when he plays the four, um, at 4,700. This is a guy that did put up 37 fantasy points, uh, against this team this year. So I think there's an opportunity for him. Yeah. And he's much better at the four. I like how you said that. Um, I don't know why they
1: they wanted him to play the three. He's a better power forward. Uh, he's better on the bench, but <laughs> that's, <Yeah. what laughs> that's the point. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's hit this last this last game, man. Uh, Milwaukee at Washington. Uh, last time I was joking uh, with with Dave, semi joking that the Nets when they were resting everybody and and the Bucks were going to be a barn burner. I said it about ten times all throughout the show. And then that's wound up making it a barn burner and winning. Um, so let's see if I can duplicate that. And Washington should have game. my bookied that one. <laughs> I should have. Uh, uh, <laughs> they didn't even have a line when we were talking. And then it came out to uh, 18. It was or right before, I think, yeah, I saw that. 30 I think minutes it was,
0: before game time. It was like 18 and a half. I was like, oh, my gosh. I saw <laughs> that it was the um, biggest spread that was beat ever in uh, an NBA game. It was insane. Uh,
1: maybe we, maybe I can will uh, the the Wizards to their first bubble victory. Let's see. But the biggest news in this is that some guy named uh, J- the Jonas Bro- Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can't I don't know who that is, but uh, he's not Never playing tonight. Of him. <laughs> Never heard of this guy. Whoever he is, he's not playing. Um, and and Washington has Shabazz Napier, um, the goat. The Yukon goat is is questionable. So how do you feel about the Bucks squad? We'll start with them since they're the quote-unquote visitors without this uh, this Giannis guy playing.
0: <laughs> so this is like another one of those tough Giannis calls where like I don't see a world where he plays over 28 minutes. I don't know,
1: They have him out.
0: Oh, so, he's, uh, I thought he was oh, out no, for no, today. No. Yeah, that was out for two.
1: today. My bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was reading that one wrong. This Giannis character is probably playing in this game. And we we all know that yeah Giannis Giannis is quite <laughs> capable of putting up DK points. Um, there's no one on this team that can handle him at all. Uh, I probably won't be playing him just because I, I don't see any reason for him to be playing minutes. Um, and that's that's really just how I feel about this whole Bucks team. I think I'm going to completely fade them. Um, you know, like they they're getting ready for a deep playoff run. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of backups getting minutes, and until I see a starting lineup or a late injury report, I might just be fading this team altogether. Yeah, same here. Unless people are getting um, actually
1: missing the game entirely, I can't play. Like Giannis at ten five, give me Luca for three hundred more. I know he's if he if he's gonna play, I know he's gonna get the minutes in that game. Giannis at ten five, I just. They played Brooklyn. He he started. He played the first. He played uh 16 minutes, but it was all in the beginning. And then the whole team just went to the bench. So I can easily see that happening again against a Wizards team that had no business being in the bubble in the first place. Uh, so I'm I'm with you. I can't play Giannis if Giannis sits again. Maybe I'll look at Middleton for seven seven theoretically, but I I just don't see anybody playing that many minutes. Like you said, I, I have to fade this whole Bucks team, unfortunately.
0: Yeah um, yeah, I agree Even Middleton I think it's just the same story 25 yeah. minutes at most
1: it, I mean they it, 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 We're not fading them for talent guys um, <laughs> We're fading them Because uh they're playing Against a team with not that much of it And let's go right to them The last team of the night The Washington Wizards Who are probably going to be playing backups uh I, I would assume For the most part of the game So who who do you like here They, they have Shabazz Napier questionable um, Besides that they're relatively healthy
0: Um, I will be looking at Troy Brown a bit. Uh, he's price is starting to creep up. He's at 6,000, but I just like his role. You know, he's, he's been a ball handling guard. So he's starting to get some assists. Um, Milwaukee plays really fast. Um, he should get up and down the court. Uh, 30 DK points is the lowest total he's had the entire time he's been in the bubble. So I think a five X floor, um, with the potential for more than that, I kind of like Troy Brown. Yeah,
1: I actually I think the first game he had only about twenty, um, oh, but besides oops. after that you you're right he, his floor was uh, thirty after that, um, that when, when he had that price bump. But I mean he's hit value every time. So for six k, you're uh, he would he's the one guy or the number one guy on this team that I, I know could hit value, um, even if he only sees a handful of minutes just because he's hit it every game. Uh, and the second guy I'm assuming you're going to hit right now.
0: Thomas Bryant? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think Brian not... is in a decent spot. Um, my only problem with Brian is I just like I like other people. Um, you know, like I, I would rather pay up for, pay 900 more for Chris Stapps or pay 100 less for Jonas Valens-Junas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brian is in a good spot to bounce back. And if we see that Brooke Lopez is sitting and maybe, you know, he ends up playing against more of a second unit, he's someone I'll give stronger consideration to. Um, but I just, I just like other people more uh, at the center spot.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I just said, uh, I only said it like he, he hit value pretty much every game, uh, except for that last one as well. Uh, just like Troy Brown, who only has one game not hitting value, but I, I for 73, like you said, I like Val 100 less. And if I'm going to pay up, uh, there are a few people that I'd rather have to pay up for as well. Uh, so I'm not really going to play Thomas Bryant. Um, I'm not really going to play much of anybody on this in this game per se um, on the on the Buck side or the Wizard side. Uh, do you have anybody else that you like on the Wizards?
0: Uh one other guy I give some consideration to is Ish Smith. Um, with no Napier, he really is the only point guard on this team. Uh, he has been he has been returning value most games that he's playing. Um, you know, if we see he's going to get a dose of Bledsoe defense, that might be a different story. But if they are indeed sitting guys, uh, I could you could make a case for ish. I'll put it, I'll put it like that. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. We'll have to see what the the Bucks do. But the only bad thing is that they're playing at nine. So. We might not know till most of the games have played already, yeah, unfortunately. Important. But yeah, I, I, you can make a case for Ish against some backups if he's gonna—he would see thirty minutes without. Um, easily, you should easily see with thirty minutes without um, Napier there, unless they just want to go youth this last two games. <clears throat> oh man, I will not be <laughs> watching that game. <laughs> yeah, you know, if it's backups versus backups, I'm good. Uh, the yeah. Wizards are pretty much backups as is. No, i just We'll get to sleep early tomorrow night. Then. <laughs> exactly, because we don't really need to watch that uh, New Orleans versus Sacramento game. Uh, though there is some, some solid plays out there.
0: All yeah, right, sure.
1: Um, I did miss. Uh, sorry, guys. Well, we'll the backtrack here. The Boston-Memphis game is the only one with a spread. I forgot that they had a spread since everybody else doesn't. Uh, and Boston is favored by 5.5 points, and the over-under is 224.5. Uh, so that's the one spread out there. If you're still listening, that's the only spread of the day so far. I'm assuming when we have more concrete news up right up until uh, two hours before tip, that we'll have some more more lines out there. But right now we only have that that one line. Um, yeah, so I think we we navigated through this tough, tough, tough slate of just uncertainty and whatnot. Uh, is there anything else, Steve, that you want to – want to get the let the viewers know before we head on out of
0: here yeah I mean it's just for tomorrow especially and probably the rest of the time until we hit the playoffs you need to be able to late swap um, there's just going to be a lot of news coming out during the day tomorrow and you have to be flexible with it uh, so just make sure you have that in mind while you're setting your lineups and you have some freedom to take a few minutes to swap guys out if you need to
1: yeah that's the that's the big thing uh, and luckily, we have late swaps on, on both FanDuel and DraftKings now. Um, that wasn't the case earlier, but now both of them are doing it. So that's a good thing. And, yeah, if you're playing tomorrow um, and even the rest of this week, man, what you're going to want to do is just, if you can, it's just stay glued to the news um, and, and see who's in, who's out, because... It's gonna constantly change, and teams are waiting until the last minute sometimes uh, to say if they want to play someone. And with with most teams not having anything to play for, that's that's the big key right there, because um, they don't they don't need to play anything. And a lot of these seeding games would have mattered more if there was home court advantage, but now teams are just saying, ah, if I'm the four, five, or six, I don't really care. Yep, Ditto. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, that that's it for for this game. We we went through all seven games uh, on a volatile slate. We'll see what we come up with uh, tomorrow. If any of this still matters, or or everything just hits the fan and uh, everybody decides people are in, people are out, and and things change. Um, but that's for on behalf of Hoopball DFS today. Um, I'm I'm Santino Cocone and and Steven Williams. And uh, good night, guys. We'll Have catch a good you one. again.
0: Good luck, guys. Good luck.